Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. You know what I'm about to ask you, but before you click forward 30 seconds, please hear me out. The Tortoise Shack relies entirely on you. We have no ads, we have no sponsors. We think the only way to keep this show on the road is to remain independent, and the only way we can do that is if some of you chip in and join us on patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. The link is at the very top of the podcast. It's been an insanely busy period for us. Obviously, we've done our best to platform Palestinian voices as often as possible and under the most horrendous of circumstances. The podcast you're about to hear is a real treat. Bashar Murad is a ray of light. He's a Palestinian pop star. He's an LGBTQ campaigner. He's an activist. He's an artist. He's a protest musician. He is wonderful. And I finished the podcast with a big smile. And that's something considering the amount of stress people have been under for these last few weeks. But just to be honest with you, despite all of the work that we've put in, despite all of the new listeners that we've added, and we've added thousands of new listeners uh, during this period, we've actually gone down in supporters. We've less members now than we did over a month ago, and it makes things very, very difficult, if not actually impossible. We want to keep going. We want to keep doing what we've been doing, but we need you to help us do that. So if you have the couple of quid, please chip in. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. I am shutting up now. I'm going to let you get to what Bashar explained was a warm hug amongst all the darkness. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and folks, we are continuing to cover events in Gaza and Palestine as we have since the inception of this podcast over six and a half years ago. Uh, We've spoken to people across the globe, but we've always had a special place in our heart for the people of Palestine and we've always tried to bring different voices. And a few weeks ago, I got a text message from a friend of mine in Ramallah who said, you must talk to this gentleman now. And I said to myself, "Uh, I'll reach out and, and to my eternal shame, Not only had I spelt the gentleman's name wrong, I confused him with someone completely different. Turns out I was speaking to artist, musician, activist, uh, an icon. Let's be honest, (laughs) icon. Um, uh, Bashar Murad. Bashar joins me on the line now from East Jerusalem. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. How are you, first of all? Hi, Tony. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you? Oh no, I'm 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 great. I'm great, and I have to say, um, folks, if if uh, if you haven't uh, if you haven't heard any of this man's music, uh, he he does bangers for days, as the kids say, and uh, you know absolute <laughs> bangers for days. But but Bashir, I just I suppose I'd love to to talk to you um, about first of all, you do what we would call in in much of it protest music as well. You do you and you you maybe sometimes use it. I think you refer to it as. Um, using music to take something that's ugly and and, ma- and make it beautiful mm-hmm. um so can we first of all focus a little bit about on 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 the art and 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 how and how it how it is something that you think right now is is a real positive in what is a really ugly situation in the in the in the area in yeah. the region um i mean <clears throat> i was uh lucky uh to have been introduced to music and art as a tool and as a weapon uh for self-expression and for resistance um from a very, very young age uh, i was born into a musical family uh my dad started this whole thing before me uh, he founded a band in the 80s called sabrine which was a very iconic palestinian band that uh used music to sing about the struggle and the frustrations uh, uh, that are uh, rampant within palestinian society and especially palestinian youth And so I was born into that atmosphere of having music around me and art and having it uh, accessible as a tool that I can channel 
all the pain and all the challenges and struggles that Palestinians are going through. And that stayed with me my whole life. And uh, eventually I wanted to pursue it as a career. And, you know, I never intentionally decided that I want to make protest music. But the fact is, when you are born in Palestine, uh, anything you do can be considered uh, a protest or a form of resistance. Because uh, to, to Israel, they want to, you know, it, it wants to delete uh, the Palestinian identity and our history and our culture and make us feel like we're, we are not a people. And for me, I think culture and music is such a, an important tool for uh, the, glo the you know, uh, collective consciousness of Palestinians. And uh, through music and art, uh, we have been able to preserve so much of our history through it. So that's why it is so important for me um, uh, you know, to, to I use music for myself as a tool uh, to heal and to deal with this world that I'm living in, but also to share um, with the world messages and stories and uh, the reality of what it means to, to be a Palestinian living day to day under occupation. And and you just it's not just that though you also I I I put it to you having listened to um a lot of your stuff on Spotify and and then read a few mm. things. You use you use it to give back. I mean, I think instinctively, uh, music is something, and art can't be something about one individual. I think it's a collaborative experience, and I wouldn't have been able to get to where I am without you know like the support of my community and the artist community that I that is here in Palestine. Um, you know, I give. Uh, them throughout my uh, my productions and my music videos, I create this community and space where people, Palestinians, can come and channel all the, their frustrations into uh, this production. Uh, but at the same time, they give me so much. So it's like this collaborative experience. Um, and I think, and, yeah, we can stop there. No, and it's no, it's no. When you when you say it like that, because yeah. I've seen the videos, you you use you use artists, local artists, you mm -hmm. use people in your community to 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 um, create the work but but you also have a very central focus on a feminist uh, lens that you want to make sure that there's you know that that we always say if your if your activism isn't feminist well then it's not <laughs> really then it's not really inclusive you know and yeah. um, you really much you you seem to live that is that a fair observation um i mean i definitely uh, um, for me i think uh, as palestinians we have seen what oppression means and what real oppression means. And when we are fighting for freedom and demanding freedom, we're not asking for freedom just from the occupation. We're asking freedom from all the shackles of oppression. Um, uh, and anyone who is fighting for a selective kind of freedom is not fighting for anything. Um, we want um, all Palestinians to be free from all kinds of oppression, from all kinds of, whether it is the occupation, whether it is um, societal issues that were further further worsened uh, by the occupation. We want to be free uh, from all of that. Yeah, I, I, and I see that's just it. So it's like, it's, you know, uh, we, we launched a, a, a podcast the other day with them um, uh, Yusuf Jamal, a Palestinian writer, and the theme they've used is one world, one struggle, because mm -hmm. it is the struggle for everybody's right to be free, not just the, this cause of Palestine. Exactly. Um, and uh, just, you, you, you've spoken, um, uh, I know, in the past about uh, 
you know, you went to you went off to study in the US mm -hmm. and uh, you decided you took the decision <coughs> that actually I want to take my learnings and, and 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 bring it go home and uh, whereas m many others would have thought cuz you know, not not to not to sound really um controversial here, mm. but if you get out of um Palestine sometimes they say, you know, uh, one of, one, I spoke to a, a gentleman the other day who's just starting college in London, mm -hmm. and his dad said to him, "You, you got it. You got out of. You got out of Palestine. It was God's plan for you. Mm, you know." Yeah. Um, so, but you felt, Noah, I want to go home. Why was that? I mean, it is definitely a sad truth that the the occupation has put so many limitations on people that they find it very hard to see um, their futures. Uh, here um, and a lot of people do end up leaving and um, for me I think there is a power of course in people who are abroad because uh, we need uh, Palestinians to um, you know be heard in the international world but personally um, because of this history that I have that my father starting Sabrin you know it started as a band then later it became a non-profit here in Jerusalem and it does right. it does so much for you know um, educating uh, music education uh, extracurricular activities uh, where people young Palestinians can kind of escape uh, the brutal reality. And so for me, it felt like a natural instinct to come back and, uh, you know, go back to, to, to continue my dad's legacy and then also put my own touch on it through my music. Um, your, your music is very different than your father's, I put it to you. Definitely, <laughs> very different. definitely. But I think at the core, it is not uh, different, you know. Um, uh, the genre and the sound is different, but at the core, it's about... Um, reminding the world that Palestinians are human and they don't only exist when they are dying or when they are a toll or, a, you know, a death toll that's being presented on the news. Uh, yeah. Before any attack or after any ceasefire, Palestinian lives continue and the uh, occupation continues and their suffering and their oppression, it does not relent. Uh, so that's my whole point is that when people start to forget about Palestine and our struggle because there's a ceasefire or something, to show them that, no, we are still continuing and we are still struggling for our freedom. And, and you would have that experience very much so in, in East Jerusalem because, you know, the way the media have reported, much of the media have reported that, you know, history began on October 7th. Of course. Whereas you know in Sheikh Yara that, that there's been so much oppression inability to you know uh, move people being houses been um been taken still all of this has been continuing on mm -hmm. with you know with, with violence in the streets whether it be um militias or or off-duty idf or whatever the case of course so you, you've and and you have then you know the the added confl conflagration of what has happened since in Gaza and how mm -hmm. you must be sitting there. And I, I can I ask you personally, yeah. when we first spoke, you said it was a dark time. Yeah. Um. Do you still do you find it very hard now? Because I know I've been finding it very hard, even just through one of my friends sent a picture of himself trying to make a cup of tea on the side of a road mm -hmm. yesterday, and and I'm and I was shaking after seeing it, and I I can only imagine. You you have friends um, that are that are suffering, and you you know. So how are you finding it personally? Looking at the the scenes that we've all been witnessing, um, I, I, it's still very dark, um, and it's 
Uh, I mean, we're approach, as we're speaking right now, uh, more than 11,000 uh, Palestinians have been killed in Gaza. Um, and, you know, beyond the people that have been killed, uh, the ones who are surviving, it's not very easy for them either. And there are many details that our brains can't even begin um, you know, to think about, like when we think about the news that's coming up, out about dogs uh, coming into the hospitals and eating the dead corpses or uh, while people are marching from the uh, north south, people are dying on the way because of the heat. Um, we, you know, it's, it's very hard. You know, I have this survival guilt of, you know, me having a roof over my head and being able to having water and electricity, and my uh, Gazan uh, brothers and sisters are a forty-minute drive away from me, and are living in circumstances that we can't even begin to imagine. So, it, 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 that's of course it, it's dark. Um, at the same time, there is some light and some positivity that's coming, which is this worldwide awareness that is happening and that people are waking up and not easily while there are many who are easily falling to the propaganda uh people are starting to wake up and to realize that not everything we are told is reality um and uh you know it gives me glimpses of hope but in the reality and real time it doesn't have that much effect on the people who are in Gaza right now. And mm. so it's like a very conflicting thing. You know, I believe in the power of a song and the power of music and art. But like in this very moment, it is hard to think what that can do to help uh, those people who are there. Um, but it doesn't mean I, um, you know, I, I still think music and art uh, have a value. But, you know, sometimes there's this like, battle within ourselves as artists to think about what's primary and what's secondary uh, in life yeah but, but but sometimes when we're in our darkest moments that's we have to hold to that i know we have to hold to those those little little things and i mean and you know you really you've you've not just in your art you mm -hmm. you're you're your the way you present is is uh is is bright and hope and you know like it, like when I I introduced you as an icon some of the, some of the pictures I've seen of you 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 literally look like you were a gold you know just just made of gold and on all of the wonders of light a prism of light so I think it's amazing that that you continue to put that out there to the world and I mean that in a in a in a, in a the biggest compliment I can pay you is that when you see someone that's a, 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 in a picture and yet that, that positivity comes off the page, that says a lot Thank about the you. spirit that you put into the music. Thank you so much. Um, um, I mean, I, I think, you know, to me, the icons are the people in Gaza right now and like all these uh, citizen journalists who are being bombed and killed and are still using their phones and Instagram and social media to share with the world what's happening. Um, and so I draw my inspiration from them, uh, for sure, and my strengths as well. I I do want to ask you one controversial question because I think it's important that um, we there was a picture posted by the uh, IDF and it was put out by one of the governments, the Israeli government spokespeople who has been just has just been caught lying time mm -hmm. and time again. This individual and um, but but he put up a picture of of uh, an IDF soldier yeah. with a rainbow flag. 
and and saying this is the this is the only you know pride march you'll ever see in gaza how did you how did you react yourself to that because you know as we said one world one struggle and we've all got um we should be one big shared community but to see that be so openly kind of the accusation of you know palestine gazans automatically homophobic that's what they were saying i mean uh so there's a term called pinkwashing, uh, and mm. it's kind of the specialty uh, of uh, the IDF and any uh, defender of uh, Israel's crimes against Palestinians. And basically, they have managed to hijack a cause that is actually righteous, which is fighting for equality for all queer people, um, and actually hijacked it and are using it to justify the murder and the oppression of Palestinians. Um, uh, there were multiple pictures, actually, that were posted. Uh, uh, there were two uh, pictures with the, uh, you know, the Star of David or the Israeli flag with the LGBT flag. There was a gender reveal um, for, like, uh, a, a pregnant soldier that was done through a tank. They like throughout pink powder from the tank. Wow. Yeah, so wow. there's this obsession with uh, uh, identity politics and how we can use that to push people away from the Palestinian cause. And what people, you know, fail to remember is that there are queer Palestinians in Palestine and in Gaza who are now being bombed by Israeli uh missiles and weapons and those weapons don't have a sensor uh, that can detect who is gay and who is not they kill palestinians who are straight and gay uh, and they oppress them the same way alike and also i have a problem with this fact where people try to ex make queer people to seem uh, to seem to be you know exceptional human beings that can do no wrong and as we have seen there are queer people who are serving in the idf and are you know raising uh, those flags and then going to murder Palestinians and Palestinian babies. And you also have queer people who are standing in solidarity for Palestine. So we need to re-examine this idea that queers can do no wrong because uh, this is being hijacked by uh, people of power to serve their own interests. Um, homophobia. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, can I can, can I just say everybody has the right to be an asshole? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, Anyone can be an asshole. And, and it, yeah, it, it's not a, it's not the, it's not the, um, uh, it's not the straight, it's not owned by the straight white male community, you know, as much as we probably major in yes. it, it's not, it's not our, it's not our, exactly. uh, it's not exclusive, but, um, but like I just, you know, I can hear the passion in your voice Thank when you, you talk about <laughs> it, um, and I think it's really important that it comes across to listeners that that you, you know, you you live your you live your life as 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 the man who wants to embrace all aspects of your identity mm. and who you want to be and you put that out into the world and you're you're absolutely um adored for it in your community that's a, that is, is that another fair observation um i mean i think like every community there are people who support me and there are people who don't and that's what the world needs to understand is that you know palestinians aren't a monolith and I have many people who have supported me, who come to my concerts, who cheer me on, and people who uh, criticize me and don't agree with what I'm doing. And I'm not going to hide and try to, you know, paint Palestine to be this haven for uh, queers. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, that's what Israel tries to do. I don't try to do that. I, I, I say we are fighting for all kinds 
and for freedom from all kinds of oppression, uh, including uh, queer liberation. And, you know, it's a little bit, you know, I'm talking about it so passionately because I get this comment often and it's exhausting uh, what, you know, I don't see even the relevance of bringing this up while mm. people are being bombed and don't have access to water or or electricity or you know they are having one piece of bread but, but a day. Bashar, <laughs> so, sorry, Bashar, yeah. you, you you know you know what the relevance is. They were using it yeah, to make exactly. sure that it would it would it would it would actually say if you stand with the people of Palestine, yeah, you're yeah, a homophobe. Yeah. That's no, no, I, that's what they were trying. I get to, what they're you know, going what it, for, but it's just like. It also there's a problem where um, sometimes uh, all these different uh, discussions, like our their their purpose is to move us away from the main discussion. And you know, for me as a queer person, I these are the answers that, that I have as a queer Palestinians. And you know, I answer them, and now I'm ready to move on to go back to the core of the issue, which is yeah, the yeah. Uh, occupation and the oppression of Palestinians. The, the 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 final thing that you made a really good point on um earlier in the conversation I want to circle back to it the world has seen the brutality eleven thousand um people dead mostly women and children you know um, we've seen the awful heartbreaking scenes in Al Shifa hospital of the babies taken out of incubators and and people see through now the images of you know Israel actually putting out a video saying we're sending incubators and it was like well they don't need incubators they need to just turn the, the power back on um is there a sense as someone like you know you've traveled you've been outside of palestine you've, you've seen the world is do you get a sense now that people despite some of the more you know simplistic israel good palestine bad do you get do you get a sense that the world is actually the streets are with palestine now more so than they've ever been before I mean, definitely we're getting that sense. Um, and we're seeing the amazing uh, solidarity that we're seeing from all over the world. Um, they, are, they are definitely a big hug amidst all this um, darkness. Uh, but I, I really hope, you know, um, that people don't forget and people don't, you know, this momentum doesn't stop. And I really hope that this eventually goes towards pressure after a ceasefire, uh, to pressure that aims to end the occupation and hold Israel accountable. Um, and not just, you know, end with a ceasefire and then meet again in three years when history repeats itself or something. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean because I've covered. Um, there's an awful phrase, and I'm sure you know it. Where where most of my Palestinian friends they w might they might not say to me that they're 32 years old. They might say to me, "I'm nine wars old." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and we want. Um, but but Bashar Murad, on it's been a great pleasure to talk to you today on the podcast. Um, you are an absolute light. I, I don't want to, I'm not saying this. You absolutely are. You're, you're, Thank you. You're you're a, a bolt of joy, and I think everybody should check out your your stuff. So we will we'll put links in the bottom of the podcast, folks. Um, bangers for days is what the kids say. So you know that's that's what this that's what this man has. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and I hope to talk to you again under much better circumstances. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank, thanks so much folks for listening thanks for all your sharing liking and i hope you got a little bit of light out of that because i, I i'm sitting here and it's a dark time but i have a smile on my face thanks so much <laughs> to bashar again thank you tony tony and martin martin and tony